Gentlemen, start your engines! Good afternoon, Radio Hotline. For those who don't know, Radio Hotline. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotline. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. It always you know comes back goes. to you. Yeah, it does. Eventually. Eventually you get that. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> well, time to start. Is it? One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> One, two, oh, back, not backwards. <laughs> no, no, not no, backwards, five, four, three, two, but one. But we are going backwards for a moment. We are we? G'day viewers and welcome to episode 86. <laughs> I'm here, here at Control Center, <laughs> Radio <laughs> Hot Lab. <laughs> I've got 99 on my left. <laughs> JP, how are you, mate? <laughs> episode 86. We'll start that again. Yeah, I think we should. No, we won't. Five, four, three, two, one. Gave you more to episode 86 of Radio <laughs> Hot Lab, that zany, light-hearted podcast that takes a look at motor racing, gadgets, and barbecues, Aussie style, featuring absolutely JP. Hello, Johnny. How you going? <laughs> Good, mate. And Good. The sausage Rusty sausage. sausage. Which, is, um, which is actually She's not, not uh, very well. Not well. Dogs but, is not but well. But got a cheerio today in the form of an email from one of my old staff at AdType uh, Solutions Australia, Andrew Bazzario, who found episode whatever yeah. and uh, sent something off, went into the junk folder, and I was just about to delete all the junk, and I saw this little note saying Radio Hot Lap. Didn't look like it was uh, too dangerous. I opened yeah. it, there's... Old Andrew had been working with Brett Huntley up at uh, the, the Central Coast and yeah. is, is now transmuting himself from the Central Coast to... Transmuting. So, Andrew, how are you, mate? And uh, good to hear from you. Keep in touch, son. How's everything going? Anyway. And so what, did he just stumble upon us? Or? He stumbled. Yeah. Big As stumbler. Like sausage dogs are stumbled upon. Oh, well, there you go. Yes. Absolutely un- unbelievable. What are you drinking, Johnny? So I'm having a... Uh, Oh, that's right. Uh, we don't like Donald so much, but we do like his daughter Rebecca, Rebecca Wilson, the winemaker. It's not behind. his daughter; it's his niece. Whatever. <laughs> He's got a double it's L in Wilson. His brother's daughter. That's Donald's brother. Are they all from Tasmania? No, but they've got the same surname. <laughs> that's because they're all the same family. You plonker. <laughs> not like people in Port Macquarie that marry very close. No. Or slightly south of Macquarie. Oh, but they just hyphenate, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Like bears do in winter. Like no. Carrington, Smythe, yeah. Smitherington, Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A, uh, a Selkirk, Bremerton Selkirk, Shiraz, from yeah, Langhorn Creek. Mate, Isn't uh, that a bit fruity? Uh, no, it's not too After fruity. After your comments the other week about, you know. Full of fruit. Yeah. Shiraz and all. No. Langhorn Creek Shiraz. I don't mind fruity. it. I don't mind it. Uh, when I went up to the uh, the bottle shop this afternoon uh, to uh, buy a few ingredients for our deluxe evening repasse. And what are we having? We are having a, a, a Joe Nathan's Asian, Asian-inspired crispy barbecue pork. Mm, alias sounds good to me. Pork belly, which you've had before. Yes. And it's a bit of a... Uh, it's a good one, viewers. It's a, it's a goodie, viewers. And actually, yeah. I've been, we've been making a movie of the preparation 
and uh, it's being edited as the first test of the new iMovie uh, 8 that I don't know much about. And I thought, well, said I've got this new uh, iMac given to yeah. me uh, that uh, I don't really need. The 24 thought, inch, well, let's, all singing, uh, all dancing. With all the RAM and the 3.06 gigahertz processor. That's it. Thanks for coming. Super um, I thought, well, let's just turn it into, an, uh, into a video box. I'm having a bit of a play. And I think we'll probably put that up there yep. as well on the website because it's a bit of a laugh. Can we make that an episode as well? Then we're up to 87. All oh, right. It's an annex. Okay. 86, um, 86B. We're having, yeah, that with uh, a bit of uh, mash, tr- truffle mash, in fact, and a little bit of wilted um, <laughs> bok choy on the side. Oh, yeah, bok choy. Yeah. And caramelised onions, Natch. Oh, uh, caramelised onions. Oh, you've won me. There you go. <laughs> you love your onions. Fantastic. Onions. So, uh, what are you having, mate? I've just got the uh, good old Cascade Light, thank you, because I'm driving. In a Cooper's, in uh, a Cooper's, uh, yeah, in a Cooper's thing. Hold it, but yeah, you, uh, right. you, you are driving, but you're saving yourself for a glass of red, uh, a trilogy with the milk. Fact. Yes, I will. Yes, yeah, yeah. I bought a, a trilogy. It was on special, and it's 2003, which either means 2003 was a really crap year, and they've been holding it back, or I've got myself a bargain. So we'll find out. I've, uh, I've run off the topic, but what I, there I was saying, uh, getting up to buy the ingredients for the dinner tonight, there was a man uh, offering some wines to try, and, and they were McLaren Vale wines, um, $22.95, dollars yeah. save $4, and I thought, well, it's, it's pricey anyway, really, mm. uh, and I tried it, and I went, well, it's not very, it's not, not a lot of fruit in it for a Shiraz, uh, which was good for a change, he goes, yes, it's quite a young wine, and... Um, and uh, I said, it's actually quite acidic. He goes, yes, well, uh, we, that's the way we plan it. And I, th- I, I said, well, it actually doesn't suit my palate at all. And, mm. and that was the end of it. But I thought, at $23, and you're doing a deal, and it's not very nice. Well, he's obviously might telling you that you need to lay it down for about four or five years then. Oh, but he, no, drink it tonight. Oh, really? Well, I mean, like, if he's giving it to you to try there, why would he be wanting yeah, to lay true. it down? Mm. I mean, he'd Good open point. the bottle for me. Where was he from? I don't know, Barcelona. Oh, if you tell me, you've got to kill me. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea. That's a good name but, for a winery. But it was interesting. I'm going to open a winery he, called he didn't No want Idea over... Wine. <laughs> Where's that from? No idea. Didn't want to overstep the mark. Right. But he was, as people were finalising their purchases, he was bringing up a glass for them to try. Would you like to try this? And I thought, that's overstepping the mark because they're, they're, we're about to sail, do the yeah. sale, yeah. and then you go in and out and confuse me. True. <laughs> Do you think he should have waited till they paid their money and just said, have a free glass of this for next time? No. Uh, no. He's one of those type of people. Right. Those yeah. type? Yeah. 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 I've seen them before. I've got a few, I've uh, got some lovely olives uh, here. Mm-hmm. And I've got an olive story before we get into the, the, you know, the, the stuff of the week. Well, we might as well talk crap for a while. We might as well. Because I was told from the, uh, the, the Jane and Jen across the road, who yes. kindly look after the Russell sausage when uh, I'm off doing other things and she needs to be looked after, of uh, a great place up in the... Uh, in the parade, pretty much opposite your shot, called really? uh, Val- Varo's Deli or something like oh, that. And it's just along from. Yeah. Yeah, it's a deli shop and everything's right. just stacked solid inside, you know, and cheese and everything like that. And uh, I was told that that would be a place I could get some very good queen green olives. And I mean, ones which have got the stones. I don't want them filled yeah. with parmesan or. Mm. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah, I just yeah. want a good solid olive and I don't want it in a jar because they seem to change texture. Anyway, so I went in. I said, look, have you got any queen green? Yep, 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 yep. And, he, and he, I said, well, can I try one? So he got one out and, and the piece of paper, the obligatory yeah. drip paper, and I had a go of it. And I went, 
a good texture, but man, was this a salty olive. Right. And uh, I said, geez, it's really salty. And he goes, well, what do you expect? They're olives. I went, well, they're not really. <laughs> it's a, a bit saltier than what I like. He goes, that's it, out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was effect- evicted from the shop <laughs> for disliking his level of saltiness, and I didn't even get onto his brine issue. <laughs> so, so don't shop for olives on the port side of the sport side of the street. Absolutely not. <laughs> salty. All right, salty. Where are we starting? You're off. You're up first, aren't you? Because Am I on first? Well, you got a chip in your mouth. I Who's on first? Well, I haven't got a chip in my mouth. Yeah, I keep going to eat it, and then you keep uh, crossing back to me, so I haven't got a chance to eat it. Okay, let's rewind. All right, well, last weekend. Last weekend. Well, where, where do we start? Well, we start V8s, or where did we start? We'll start um, with Queensland Raceway because there's a lot to be talked about. Well, there is a lot there. to be talked about there. The uh, seventh round of the V8 Supercar yes. Championship, and also the fifth round of the V8 Utes, the sixth of Carrera Cup. Uh, championship where uh, Bryce Washington was driving the Adred Porsche 997 Cup car in that uh, championship. Keithy George, Jack Ellsgood in the uh, the V8 Ute, and um, Marcus Sakanovic was also there in uh, the Fujitsu uh, yes, Championship yep. in the in the action uh, racing V. Z Commodore. Well, um, let's just look at the main game. First of all, James Courtney got his yep. first win, and that's great. And uh, I sent a message off to James and going, isn't it amazing? Good on you, mate. Monkey off your back. Yep. And funnily enough, like here we go, Ford are going, all right, well, we're only, we're only going with Stone Brothers and FPR. And... Who, who won all the races on the weekend. And, and pretty much they sat, across, uh, sat uh, next to each other on the front row, and yep. it almost backs up exactly what happened in Hidden Valley. Yeah. And have they got so something that they've released to these teams that they haven't well, to this the is others? Well, you have to start Or is wondering. it just a mental issue? Anyway, you can't take it away. It was bloody good racing. It was. And... Uh, uh, Frosty really is is on the money, and I I put my money on it on him. Yeah, I like Frosty too, and I think he's uh, certainly he's really uh, stepped up to the plate this year, without a doubt. You know, like he had his he had his moments of brilliance and whatnot last year, but this year, um, just his driving seems a little bit more polished, and he's 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 got his mind into gear, and he knows what he's up to. So is that an appropriate comment to say? Well, stepped up to the plate, isn't that sounds like baseball or softball? Well, it is, but it just means that he's stepped he's up just, to the grid position. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not the plate. Sat in the car, but you know, not, doesn't have the same sort of ring to it. You know what I mean? But anyway, no. So it's a damn fine result and good racing all weekend and good TV coverage. Again. Uh, Morris's uh, team went uh, very, very well. Obviously, there's a lot of cars that, that test up there, yep. and, and and definitely Morrison and def- Russell Ingle, especially, absolutely on the Rusty money there. It was good. And Rusty reckons that they've still got more to come from that car. They got a couple of other things that they're trying at the moment, and they're going to be very, very interesting to uh, to see what they come up with and whether they can actually get level pegging with the Fords. So they had a bit of an interview with him on the Saturday, I think it was, um, after he'd qualified second. And um, he was basically saying that how close everything is at the front of the field and how he personally is actually pushing for a little bit more parity. And they're going, but, you know, when, you, when you're talking a couple of tenths, how can you say you want more parity? And he, he just said, well, he figures that at the moment the Fords have got the edge and because the field's just so close that there's a couple of little aero aids or something that they could do to get it dead even. So, you know, we'll see whether... Like new uh, wiper blades. Well, maybe. Rubbish! 
take a couple of those stickers off and you might be up there. Who knows? But yeah, no, it was good. Good weekend. Look, he got more mileage on TV than anyone else that last he weekend did. because between the racing, yeah. when the racing was off, he was on the ads. Mm-hmm. Oh, he definitely was on the ads. I do like that ad with the bloke with the dirty car where he pulled him <laughs> up. Yeah, he pulled him up in the, in the <laughs> desert. Yeah, I thought that was very good. And the other one that's very good with the uh, with the, of the Russell ads is the guy changing his oil with that El Cheapo. Yeah, the other ones are a bit. The other ones are a bit of a worry. It looks yeah. like he's actually struggling with the seat cover to tear it in half. A double yeah, take, yeah, and then yeah. the wipe yeah, Don't try a phone book, Russell. Head. You'll never do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so and the the slow mo, the 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 multi frame slow mo camera. I think now I read an article somewhere that says those those cameras take two hundred frames a second or something. They ridiculous. could well. They could well. And in fact, there are as a camera out of Japan, which uh, I saw, and there is some material on YouTube. Oh, is that you, the one with the hummingbird, and you can actually see the little I'm not the sure, but it's down. two thousand frames a second. Um, Channel Seven has posted some content up on YouTube, and if you go to YouTube and search for slow motion V8 supercar, you'll be able to see some stuff there, and it's very, very good quality. So right. you can tell that it's come from a great quality source in the first place, and, and it's definitely been done, and the, the thing closes off with the yep. Channel 7 V8 supercar logo, which in fact sets a precedence, because if they're posting content onto YouTube, then yep. everybody, go your hardest, That's put any content thing. you like up there, record yep. V8 supercars and put it up there. I mean, they tried to control it, now they can't. It's right. gone past critical Obviously, mass. Obviously, it's, it's definitely gone past critical mass. Definitely gone past being controllable. Everybody's putting everything up there now. And, and, and it's just fact, links in, to, and, you know. In fact, the people who are saying, don't put the stuff up there, everyone's off the hook now. But it was it was pretty interesting stuff. And there was one was bit that I particularly... tires over the ripple strips. Yeah. Some weird shit going on. Even a bit of Jack, uh, Jack, um, Jack Ellsgood's yes. car down the side there. Um, unfortunately, didn't have my logo there. <laughs> no, <laughs> <you> <laughs> Not on that bit of the car, anyway. I think it's on the other but side. But would it have held Lindsay's attention? Well, Lindsay is the engine builder and Eric is the mechanic <laughs> yeah, with true. the askance look. Um, in fact, I actually got an email from Lindsay yesterday after yeah. reading the press release going, it's, not, it's, it's all about the bloody engine builder, mate. Yeah, I went absolutely, you know, just let's forget it because they had managed to uh, to, to conquer the miss yes. that the that Jack New Ellsgood wiring loom had, on Saturday night. The Jack Ellsgood had been chasing um, in the Pale Ale Racing Team for the last uh, few races. Had a, a shocking time there in Darwin and also problems uh, at uh, at Wanneroo, Barbagello Raceway earlier on. Um, first and second practice sessions, the car was spluttering, it appeared, after it started to get a little bit warm. Uh, then they took it to the local Ford dealer on the Friday night to then uh, try and change an ECU, which the system refused to accept the new ECU. Yeah. It wouldn't uh, acknowledge it, so probably the car just wouldn't start. And um, that meant there were obviously some people around the corner, you know, like I just see, see Westy going, <laughs> I'm not pressing that button. No, I'm not pressing that button. But... Uh, much like the old uh, old uh, days where there was outbound telemetry to the Formula One cars mm. when they had the comic and the pit there and go, <laughs> blow up now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they replaced the uh, the wiring loom in the engine bay and the car was perfect in, in qualifying, even though Jack only did qualify sixth. Um, he managed to, to drive through to fourth in the, in the first race, uh, then setting up for 13th in the reverse grid race, yeah. uh, having a relatively uh, ordinary start, um, but uh, picking them off one by one 
to be able to uh, finish uh, fifth. Uh, sorry, uh, sixth. Sixth. But uh, yeah. there was a dis- there was a twenty seven second penalty applied to Leighton Cranbrook and George Medici. I'm not sure what for. Probably for you know a misdemeanor or curb hopping yeah. or something. Not that there's really much curb hopping going on at Queensland. And um, he was elevated then to fourth on the grid, so he would start sixth, which is effectively then fourth for the final. Um, dropped back to fifth, but uh, just worked his way past uh, Kim Jane. Um, uh, Ryle Harrison, um, uh, Gary Baxter, Gary, uh, so Gary Baxter, and yeah. and Kim, yeah, Kimmy for for yeah. the lead. If I didn't already mention that, uh, and he was extremely strong under brakes. He was saying that he had an interesting technique going through turn two. A lot of people were uh, going a little bit wider, uh, but Is he that was holding of the bumps? it. And, you know, well, it's bumpy everywhere, yeah. but he, it was but just a technique. Bumpy, and I don't want to go into no, specifically his technique because yeah. that's his trade secret. Yeah. But it was definitely giving him better speed down the chute, and the car was stronger under brakes than uh-huh. the Holdens, yet the Holdens had more squirt down the back. So good old Keithy, as he said to me on uh, Thursday, Johnny, I'm going to win it. And uh, he, he went did. out and did that. So he, he has win. moved from 13th to 7th in the championship good. in one fell swoop. Uh, wouldn't say it's impossible, um, but these are the situations that Jack Ellsgood will relish and uh, really do well in. I hope so. Yes, now let's analyse a little bit more about the slow motion stuff. The bit that one bit that I really liked mm. was there was a picture of Frosty's car yes. doing a burnout, but it was so slow, like the front wheel was moving, barely moving, and the rear wheel was only moving just a little bit more, and the smoke was coming off it. It was just, it was, it was very well done. Could so, you see uh, chunks of rubber too? No, it wasn't. No, I wasn't focusing on that. I couldn't see that, and no, there wasn't right. enough smoke coming out. But uh, congratulations must go to Murray Lomax and his team at uh, V8 Supercar Television uh, for the vision to be able to have done that. And uh, I thought it was really well well put together with the little start stop short bits and, and yes. the fact that they get it together so quickly in between. I'm, I'm sure as the support races are unfold over the next few weeks from that event, uh, we will see. Uh, more of that, and no doubt it'll be very, very popular at Bathurst. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic at Bathurst because you know you look at some of those stacks up on the mountain, or or a couple of coming togethers of, of you know various cars and panel rubbing and stuff like that. To be able to be able to to be able to slow mow it to that degree, so that you can actually you know see exactly what's going on, and it's just going to be sensational. It's um. Oh, caught you with your mouth full. For caught change. me with my mouth full of pita crisps. <laughs> uh, it, it will, it'll be interesting to see whether they can do that at Bathurst, because I'm not sure how they're getting the data down in real time. Um, obviously, you know, compression technologies are improving, and as so is the uh, that means that uh, you'll be able to s- s- uh, send more data with less uh, degradation in, over a smaller bandwidth. Uh, whether they can do that and all the cameras around the circuit have the capability to be able to do that. No, I well, don't we, think we, they do. We, I we think they're really going to have to pick, like, about, uh, from what I understand of what I've read so far, those slow-mo cameras are just so expensive that there's going to be mo- probably a maximum of two of them at any given event. So they're going to have to pick their spot where they put them and, uh, and just use them to death from there. But interestingly, in terms of quality... Um, you know, I've got a 42-inch LCD, and I was watching Channel 7 HD. Um, now, the overall pictures were good. The slow-mo stuff was sensational, 
but the in-car stuff, because the in-car stuff's just being saved with obviously mucho compression at a fairly low res to the hard disk in the car, um, was cracked by comparison. You know, it pixelates to buggery and uh, it goes all blocky and, you know. But, uh, so, and that's, that's really the only fall down. But, but I, I guess that the, the TV guys are reliant then on what's coming off of the in-car camera and, uh, and there's just not going to be any way around that. But as a true HD experience, it would be nice if the in-car quality was as good as all the stuff from the uh, the OB cameras. Well, I think you know that that's going to come with time, and yeah, we've I'm seen sure that now there is, uh, in fact, competing with the V8 supercar telecasts on Saturday, uh, and and maybe even Sunday is the uh, um, NASCAR Nationwide Series, which is uh, on 10 HD. Yep. Uh, and there's a lot of in-car there, which is very, very good quality. And it's it's it's, it's great coverage. And, of course, it's interesting for us because of Marcus Ambrose yes. being involved in the in the championship chase there. But uh, I was reading a, the, um, um, a bit of an editorial in E-News this week from um, M- uh, Motorsport News E-News, which comes out uh, online. Monday, on late usually. Monday, late Monday, yeah. Monday or Monday evening. Yep. From the editor, Phil Brannigan, saying, look, you know, the, the slow-mo was good, but it was technology. We like it, but it was technology for technology's sake. And how many times do we want to see Andrew Thompson spinning down the back of the pack? And I thought, that's a bit harsh, because firstly, obviously, they want to show the technology off. And what you're also saying there is that the people down the back can't drive a greasy stick up their ass, almost. And no one's interested because he went to the point the care factor is zero. Well, that's not necessarily the case. People are interested in the sport across the board, and there really isn't anybody in the in the in the V8 supercar game that is a plonker. They are all oh, well, okay I'm... drivers. They just simply, you know, they, the resources just vary. Okay. And, and, and you've and, got to look at the fact that I mean, they said on Saturday that there was half a second separating the first twenty spots. That's right. You know, you know it, that's fantastic. How close is that? So it's a bit. I think that's a bit harsh to be saying that the care factor is dropping to zero to people down, effectively the down the back. Backing, now there, yeah. I, there were a couple of times they repeated the same material, yeah. and that. Yeah, they could have but, avoided that, but nonetheless, look, they gave it a go, and and it, some people might have turned in, turned on late, and they got to have a look at it, look at it. And the other side of the coin is, look, it's a new toy. The boys are going to play with it more because it's a new toy. They're going to learn how to use it to its best effectiveness, unless they're actually playing with it and doing that and inserting that into into the programming content. They're not going to get feedback, and they're not going to hear people saying that's good, that's bad, whatever. To know when to use it and when not to, to its greatest effect, anyway. And so the, and the commentary just give them a break, you know, I reckon. Bringing Russell Ingle in for a bit of a chat um, after race between race two and race three, and sh- and then showing Russell some of the stuff. He, mm. he was like going, "Oh my God, I've never seen this stuff." Well, and when you look at what the tyres are doing under load, this is this is a very analytical tool, and there wasn't mm. a driver that. that no one had seen it. In mm. fact, they caught everyone by surprise by Absolutely. it. And they went, oh my, this is great. Mm. It's fantastic. So everyone will be on the it. case this week. Have you got any more of that? Can we have a look That's at right. that? That's right, yeah. Can you just, um, can you just uh, take a shot of our suspension working as it breaks into corner five? You know, you can hear it virtually coming now. Well, so much for cost containment. Mm. <laughs> but of course, we are supercars will have the final say on that about whether you can take any video or not. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Is it? Mm. 
Yeah, well, is it? Well, you know, video and channel, TV channels and things. I remember getting. Uh, or you just. I remember getting told off for taking video at a certain event, <laughs> not so many years ago, because uh, the organisers. It was just a small event. The organisers of the very small event were uh, a bit concerned about the uh, TV rights being with a certain uh, company, and that I might be, uh, you know, publishing stuff that's going elsewhere. But it still just sits at home on that tape just for my own private viewing pleasure. And that wasn't the grid girls either. We haven't finished with Queensland Raceway. No, we haven't because I but tell we'll you why. come back to that after we, we will talk. because we need to talk about how well uh, Bryce went. We did. We do. Uh, there and Marcus. Bryce, he had gone up there and um, done some testing earlier in the week, um, which was pretty much an official test day for the Carrera Cup drivers. Everybody driving a 997 GT3 cup car, uh, and uh, they don't have a testing ban at, at a track like V8 supercars. They can just go as pretty much as long as they like, and as, as right long as up they to can the event, it, of course. And uh, most of those guys can. Um, and Bryce was found himself about 0.2 off the uh, pole time, which uh, the benchmark setter once again Bairdy. was Craig Baird. Mm-hmm. And, and from what I heard from the TV coverage, uh, that was and uh, that that Baird didn't actually bring his own car up there, but drove a dozen other cars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They did say that. You're right on the Saturday. But uh, yeah, Bryce got a, a um, qualified uh, sixth, uh, fifth in the first race, fifth in the second race, and sixth in the third race. Having started from fifth and dropping back, um, and uh, had been starting on a dirty line, getting a poor start. Look, he's consolidated his points position to fourth in the championship, only 36 points uh, behind um, David Russell, and uh, who he had a bit of a rubbing in with uh, on the first turn mm. of um, of uh, the first race. Amazingly bumpy track for those cars. They seem oh, to yeah. handle it very, very well. Although the the uh, the consensus amongst the drivers is that the cars are a handful over those bumps. But, well, was, um, you could see they were getting a bit skippy. There's no doubt about that if you're yeah. pushing too hard. Good uh, good stuff there. Marcus Akanovic uh, had a, uh, a, a bit of a uh, up and down um, sort of weekend, uh, fast and slow and whatever, but ended up uh, fifth in the final race, and, and that that's pretty good. So yeah, good. He's, he's pretty chirpy. In fact, I, I spoke to him today, and I was going to ring him tonight to have a bit of a, a, a talk on, on the show, but we might do that a little bit later, otherwise we'll get sidetracked from eating olives. And talking about uh, the scene you mentioned, like small events. Yes. Uh, wankers. 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 Oh, yeah. The biggest 50 wankers. biggest wankers. What's yes, this, uh, this uh, month's uh, Ralph magazine actually uh, names the 50th, 50 biggest wankers in Australian sport. And uh, you'd be interested to know, there's not a motor racing person amongst us. Is that right? Yes. Uh, That's uh, fantastic. Who would you? Okay, we'll go for 25. 25 is Pat Cash. Oh, yeah, well, he's at his wanking time. Who gets time. inspiration from Huey Lewis and the News. What? Uh, Leighton Hewitt at 29. Uh, uh, Lucas Neal, soccer player, at, uh, at, at the end. Uh, Ian Jason Ackermanis, 45. 42. Ackermanis at 45. Greg Norman, 31. And the winner goes to David Campisi, who reckons uh, that, that they, he can always have a uh, offhand comment about uh, uh, rugby uh, at the wrong moment. <laughs> what do you call offhand? Well, offhand's got to be a wanker. So there you go. So what else happened on the weekend? Formula One. Oh, well, don't, it's all right. Don't put anything. Uh, Comment in, excuse me, viewers. I just. Bought. I won't. I'm just checking on the crispy. Oh, he's checking the crispy, uh, crispy. Which isn't in the fridge, even though I opened the <laughs> Have another wine, Johnny. You'll be fine. I haven't even had a sip yet. So Formula One from Germany. 
And the big question on everybody's lips, of course, was whether or not Lewis could back up his win at uh, the British Grand Prix with a win in Germany. Big lips they are. And they are. And he did well, and he did. He backed it up, and uh, and he had a very good win. Uh, and Timo Glock also backed it up. Yes. In a big way, but it wasn't his fault. <laughs> um, but the big losers, really, from the weekend were Ferrari, without a doubt. Um, Philippe Massa got third, which moved him into second place in the championship, which was nice, but the Ferraris were just on the out of the whole weekend. Interestingly, I subscribe to the Shell Inside Track. If you uh, if you want to subscribe, viewers, just go to shellmotorsport at shell.com. Um, Shell a lovely bunch of, uh, bunch of coconuts. They like, did send me uh, a photos. lovely bunch yeah. of po- coconuts. They sent me the little uh, short press release and then it said read, read the full race report here. Stickers and stuff like and, that. Yeah, they there's do. They send you lots there. of stuff there. For and those. there's some good stuff on Ferrari too, of course, because they've been Ferrari partners forever and a day. But every single comment from Ferrari was, we had a bad weekend. Um, so, uh, no, good on... Uh, Good on Lewis to uh, to do what he did and um, and and PK PK Junior second he's, place. He's popped a lot of flack lately and second place Renault sensational. I thought it's a cut, it's a cutthroat environment. As we it know. certainly is without a doubt. Now I know it's not your favourite show, but Top Gear on Monday night was excellent for two reasons. The first reason was. That Richard Hammond drove a Formula One car. What, poorly? Very poorly, but it gave a good insight into how bloody difficult the damn things are and the fact that you you need to be doing a certain speed to not only get the thing off the line in the first place, but also to get it around a corner and to get the brakes up to temperature, etc., etc., etc. There were the software engineers going, <laughs> Turn Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the second reason was because Lewis Hamilton was on there driving that bloody old Dunger Buick, whatever it is that they've got, front-wheel drive piece of crap, in the wet, and he was about third or fourth fastest outright out of everybody who'd driven it in the dry. And um, it was just good, interesting TV, I just thought. I, you know, they're, they're sure there was other stuff that was average and, you know, blah, 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 but it would be it nice. It's a little bit unfair of you to say that I am not a fan of the of the show. I, I, I think it, it is a, it's, a, it's a very good show. However, I feel that what was a motoring show with some humour has turned into a, a humour show with some motoring, and that's yeah, my problem. Cool. That sometimes you pick up some magazines and, like, Wheels and Motor, or the, I don't know if they've sto- stopped it there, and they basically took the sort of the, the subtitling that FHM magazine had taken and, and applied it to motorsport. So everything, every single comment was sarcastic. So yes. I didn't really know. After a while, you go, look, I'm just tired of this sarcasm and trying to have to work out the double meaning. Yeah. Tell me what the hell's going on. Yeah, and, cool. and And certainly some of the stuff is funny. Yeah. For sure. But sometimes it gets a little bit tiring. It can get tedious, that's true. Tedious. I'll agree with word. Te- tedious is definitely a good word. But anyway, back to the Formula One. Great result for Lewis Hamilton. Good race. Interesting. Pit strategy, pit stops and things like that weren't particularly exciting, I didn't think. Um, but uh, things are certainly uh, on the boil for Mac- McLaren Mercedes now. Um, beginning of the season, you had to wonder whether, uh, you know, they looked like they were going to go good and then Ferrari looked like they were up there and they were um, going to walk all over them. And now uh, McLaren have come back again and... I think that, you know, we're over halfway through now and I think that every race from here on in is going to be an absolute perler. So, there you go. 
That's my little bit on Formula One. That is your little bit on Formula One. Um, last weekend was yes. uh, the uh, joint ALMS and IRL oh, yeah, race at Mid Ohio with a Penske one too. Good old Danica's uh, uh, yep favourite friend Ryan Briscoe. Favourite friend uh, won the race. He did. Uh, unfortunately, it was uh, overshadowed by a, a, a terrible refueling accident with um, uh, Fernandez Racing, um, where one of the uh, fuel guys was uh, injured, uh, but uh, is uh, recovering okay now. Uh, nonetheless, it always is tragic when you get that sort of stuff in the sport, but it's a great track. Uh, the last time I was there was with Panos in 2002. And uh, it's uh, there's Amish everywhere. Six years ago, Johnny. Oh, well, Can you believe what that? You, Time flies. What do you want a medal for maths? Gee, but I just can't believe that six years ago. Oh, I can't believe there. it. You've gone yeah. up an octave. I did too. It was uh, and a there's very, Amish everywhere. Very, very good. A couple of things we haven't talked about uh, recently. In fact, probably not even at all. Was the fact that the FIA want to in- reintroduce the Formula Two concept? Now they've decided that they, uh, they came out and said, let's introduce Formula 2 as the new feeder category to Formula 1. Now, you know, from a numerical point of view, it sort of sounds probably correct because Formula 3000 didn't make any sense when you, when you look at it. Formula, yeah. Formula Ford, Formula 3, Formula 2, Formula 1. Okay, that's all good. Makes sense. Formula 3000 has gone, replaced by GP2. But the problem was that they said, but you will be able to compete on this a complete championship for 200,000 euros a year, everything paid. Everyone's gone, you're mad. And people are paying 200,000 euros to do kart racing. Right. But uh, they clarified this recently by then saying that that they were putting the F2 concept out to tender and that they would be awarding it to a manufacturer, i.e. Raynard, Lola, Panos, whoever it might be, um, that, that, that they would have to Maintain, supply the chassis, maintain the chassis. Right. Uh, the engines would be provided by someone else that the people wouldn't have to pay for it. And the only thing that the driver would have to pay would be entrant entry and uh, and crash damage. Yep. And the cars would be rotated, so that uh, you, so much no like much like a, a one okay. make series. Yep. Yes, you couldn't be sure which one would be. You know, pick the yep. key, pick the straw. Mm. So uh, more more on this uh, on this. Uh, uh, I suppose down the track. Also, um, Max Mosley has uh, been uh, uh, pushing the cost containment issues and the need to make Formula One cheaper by at least half or more. And uh, the um, uh, the uh, the Kurs system, kinetic energy yes. reserve system. Uh, yeah. I think that's what it stands for. Yeah. Uh, where parts of the car are generating power like to under braking and braking stuff like that. and yeah. aero yeah. and things like that. Uh, they 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 want to bring this forward, and I think that's a good thing because really the, we're getting back to what was Formula One all about. It was about creating an environment where new technology new could, technologies were developed yes. to trickle down excuse to <coughs> oh excuse me viewers to viewers. Viewers. <laughs> You're not with it tonight, are you? Well, I am with it. <laughs> nice flowers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there must be must be a bit, a bit of pollen in the air. Must be, definitely. Or is it that yeah. crispy pork belly? Must but um, 
Yeah, that trickle down is is all important. I think that's probably got lo- the lost sight of that a little well, bit. Well, I think it's definitely got lost sight of, particularly in the last two years. I mean, you know, every time that technology has has come to the fore, it's been banned. You know, launch control, um, fully auto uh, gearbox, and uh, you know, brake assist stuff like that. Um, no, 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 no. We don't want all of that. We want the driver to control the car. So. F1 was pushing the envelope and then the rule makers decided that, okay, it was making the racing boring and we get back to the haves and have nots once again. And uh, yeah, love one. Oh, and, uh, oh, thank you. And so, yeah, so. We, this time? Yes, please. And so we got to the uh, level playing field and um, the level playing field's all well and good, but it's not pushing the technology forward. That might be so, but uh, you have to remember that. Plus, the technologies had been deployed for a couple of years. Thank you, sir. In the, in in Formula One, the manufacturers behind it, they would it, just because it stops, they would have had a uh, a whole uh, program going there that would have been able to provide that now trickling down to to the customers. True. Uh, in the road car, so well, I mean, it's it's, it's maybe that's actually car, working so in a good way because you yeah. you spend a couple of years doing traction control and and you know active suspension and. Yep. This and that. But the Curves thing does sounds like a no, regenerative, uh, kinetic, regenerative. Ener- kinetic energy regenerative, regenerative, regenerative. Very good. System. So you, you can say it if you don't say it loud. Regenerative. regenerative. But if you go it just doesn't come out right. Don't know why. I really couldn't work out how to write 10,000 thus. I didn't want to. Of a second. When you were referring to Bryce. Yes, I I, I was having trouble with that, and and I just went, okay, it was 0.083. Oh, much easier. (laughs) But I was trying to do the layman and be non tech. Right. Because that's sort of, you know, the way to the listeners' hearts. And the viewers? No, no, the listeners who read. Right. Okay. Yeah, the listeners who read. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Techo. Oh, <clears throat> interesting. We'll be right or we'll be right or we'll be right. We were right, Johnny. Uh, and in yeah, fact, hasn't it been amazing the last two days or and since the weekend, actually, I think? The iPhone prophecy. And this yep. started probably four or five episodes ago. I mean, I don't like to gloat. No, I don't like to gloat either. But we but, did say and, and I'm annoyed. that data was going to be the key to whether the iPhone worked or whether it didn't. And now suddenly all of the warnings are out there from... The ACCC or well, the most importantly, the ACCC is going. Be careful! You're going to get like a serious bill shock. Yep. And and I think that isn't that a call to action that they need to go and say, look, let's get together, round table. Mm. You know, this is not the Vizian Amcor collusion deal. This is the Telco collusion deal. You Mm -hmm. guys had better start doing the right thing here because you're going to send the whole concept of 3G backwards. People go, Mm. this is great, but who could afford that? Exactly. And you are going to get exactly what we said. Kids, that parents have gone, look, you know, people that could afford it. You want an iPhone? Fine. You can have an iPhone instead of that new iPod that you originally wanted. There you go. And you're going to show and all I'll your mates. Play. Yeah, that's right. And you're going to show that you can download this and you can do this. And oops, you've blown your cap by how many gig? Question for you, though, is, and I wasn't sure of the answer to this. Naturally, you couldn't ask any of the, of the sellers of the phone because in the channel, you, you don't sell. I don't know whether the Apple store in Sydney, in Market Street and George Street, actually have phones to sell. And they would be the only people that would be able to answer it. 
clearly yeah. was do you pay for data when you're downloading stuff from the iTunes music store? My belief is no, you don't, but I can't tell you for sure. My belief would be the same as well, but it's not clear mm. and no one knows. So let's, but let's just assume, let's give you a frame of reference. If you download the latest Madonna album right. and pay $16 you? for something, oh, well, like someone it. will. Yeah, okay. You'll be up for about between about 40 megabyte, probably 40 to 50 megabyte of data. Yep. Okay, so we now want to watch that uh, Google, uh, sorry, on, on YouTube. Yes. We want to watch the, um, we want to watch the slow motion video that of VH Supercars. Supercars, yep. Okay, that's, that's 10 megabyte. Yeah. And you want to listen to our one hour show today, you're up for 40 megabyte. Yep. Now, some thing, some, some, um, the, uh, Plans are as low as 200 megabyte. And the, you've just used half of it. The problem is, and this is where the ACCC needs to step in and say, look, we need to give people a frame of reference in the real world. What does a megabyte represent? Yes. If you're charging one cent, because it sounds cheap, per K, mm. which is $10 per meg, that's yeah. $10,000 per gigabyte. Yep. Think about it, viewers. Like how bad people can get in trouble like that. And when I went and up, how to bad I... people will get in trouble, particularly in the honeymoon period, the next two or three months. It's it's very irresponsible. Firstly, from, from the telcos because they're raping people blind, and people don't understand it. The ACCC needs to go and say, "Hey, we need you to have clear guidelines and to explain yeah. exactly what." A real reference point is, yeah. as the Some IT professional had said last understand. week, we talked about, I want to download the Sydney Morning Herald uh, each day, and yes. I also uh, um, I, I want to look at the, my TAB results. And a further irony, the cost to use NetBank with Commonwealth Bank online yeah. three times a day over the month will be greater than the charges that you would normally use for using it on a fixed terminal. I mean... Why? Because you're paying data. Isn't it ridiculous? Yeah, it does make... I but, mean, and a, a further irony, as you say that... Terminal. Is, what am I saying? A terminal. Is it's not an airline. The advert. Have you seen the ad? It's obviously an Apple-made blanket ad because they're all the same. And I've only they, seen one that's an Optus ad. They just flash up either the Optus logo or the Vodafone lo uh, logo at the end. Yeah. I haven't seen one with yeah, the Telstra yeah, logo Yeah, it's yet. very Apple-style. But on the ad, the guy is reading... The front page of the Sydney Morning Herald, or whatever, and it does and have his Google, Google Maps, Google of, the Maps. Sydney, of the Sydney of the Harbour. Yeah, and and these at Manly, but you start to think, well, all right. Going back to what we spoke about last week, and the and the cost of data and everything else, he's doing exactly what we said. So, will we right or will we right? Or will we right? Or will we right? Or will we, we right? right. <laughs> but there you go. Look, it's not Groundhog, Groundhog Day, but it sounds Stop like it's Groundhog Day IT style. It is. You're right. But uh, and with motor racing thrown in. And other gadgets. Like, in two years' time, we should have low-cost, silicon-based LEDs. I'm, now a, you robot, might I'm think, a robot prostitute from the future. <laughs> Shut up. What's so good about... Like, LEDs are already flavour of the month. They use way less power than uh, incandescent globes and all the rest of the stuff. And even fluoros. Incandescent. Hmm. Good word. <laughs> I haven't heard it for a while. <laughs> well, it's out of fashion now, that's why. Um, but so LEDs, apparently um, these guys at some uni or the other somewhere in the world, I didn't quite catch the uh, the whole brief. I'll be uh, MIT. 
Yeah, in uh, Massachusetts. Yep. Um, no, MIT's somewhere. It's only in Massachusetts. It's in Boston. Is it? Are you sure? MIT. Okay. Well, it's not MIT somewhere. Right. But anyway, you it's can be sure. MIT somewhere. You can be sure. It'll be, yeah, sure. Yeah, It'll yeah, be yeah, over yeah. that neck of the W. That's Purdue. Yeah, that same thing. You sure? No, you don't know, do you? No, oh, that's close enough. Anyway, the um, LEDs are four times more efficient than conventional incandescents more environmentally friendly than compact fluoros and have a far longer lifespan of up to 15 years. Now that's just current. Now what's happened is at the moment LEDs um, are built on a sapphire, believe it or not. So they get, a, they get a tiny speck of sapphire and they build up the actual LED, the bit that glows on top of that and then connect it to two uh, power sources and away she goes. Um, what they've done now is they've worked out that they can actually build the same thing on a tiny little silicon wafer. And the cost of that is about 10 times less than current LED technology. Um, and so they reckon that in two years time, all of these LEDs that are produced will all be produced this way. And not only will it be good for um, us purchasers of lighting that is LED based, it will also be good for the environment because the amount of power required to drive these things is going to save us all about 10 to 20 percent on what we're currently using. So there you go. There you go. If you're down in Adelaide, you yep. need to go to one of our mate's pubs. In fact, it's owned by the favourite. It's oh. in Grundle Street. It's, it's the, the Exeter, Exeter Hotel. Now tonight, we're actually having dinner in, but usually, where would we be? Up the road at Fortuna Court, having a lovely old Chinese, Chinese. Chino- Canadian meal up there. And, and who would we normally see sitting at the next table? Ke- ke- Just ke- the same ke- as last ke- week. Kevy. Ke- and the week right. before and the week before. Yep. Uh, and um, there he is, saying, there he is in... in, in Ralph Magazine, well, page and 173. We never mentioned FHM, and in the same no. episode, we've talked about... FHM and Ralph. That's good, isn't it? Page 173, the exit of the hotel. It looks very nice. Are we talking about the car or the pub? pub. We're talking about the pub. Oh, sorry. uh, Yeah, there he is, Kev. Pub manager Kevin, in tune with Bit. Go down there, the uh, the exit on uh, 246 Rundle Street, Adelaide. Uh, Go down there, and uh, I hope you'll have a a great time because uh, the meals are really good. I've told you about that. Now, you keep telling me you're going to take me to lunch there. But you have to make. So when's it going to happen? We have to make yourself available for lunch. I will too. Oh, that looks nice. Oh, I'll tell you. If it, I'll tell you what does look nice. I'll just go. We we'll nip back here. To nip. See the, nip back here. Where you <laughs> Is that appropriate? Oh yeah, very nice. Oh, yeah. That's got a bit mm. of look, Photoshop oh. down there. <laughs> Photoshop bikini work. Nice. It's a lovely bikini, isn't it? It is. I want to stunning. That. I don't know. One of those. <laughs> that viewers get out of here yeah. what have you got there uh, I've got oh, a couple of new magazines I've yeah, found yeah. here this practical is like, web design a practical no that's not I <laughs> taught must you everything you knew you know didn't I'm not practical <laughs> well that's true you know no I, uh, I I actually just bought this for a friend who's um, having a bit of a, uh, a look at um, keys in and, and, and doesn't take my advice very well Ah, but uh, that's another little local uh, this Australia one? magazine called Net with a double T. Net Hash. I've seen that. Net Hash magazine, um, and I thought, oh well. Is that Australian or is? It, do we do magazines? Published or what? what? Yeah, it's published in Australia. It's published yeah. by uh, da, 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 Net Publishing, naturally. <laughs> well, as it would be. God, get off. Now, interestingly, 
I was in, uh, I can't remember where, where the hell I was at the other day. Anyway, somewhere I was, and there was a magazine article about the best LCD. Were you LCD. down the southeast opening No, no, I haven't been again. down there for a while. I've got to go down there soon, but not recently. Can I come next time? Yeah. Um, wherever I was, it was somewhere that flogged LCD stuff and whatnot. And as you know, I've got an LCD telly and I've got a Sharp Aquos. And this particular thing said that Sharp Aquos in your... Who's your mate in Sydney um, who does the Smart House or whatever it is? Hmm. David Richards. David Richards. Yeah. Well, in Smart House magazine, the Sharp Aquos has been voted the best LCD telly for the second year in a row. Or something. Well, that's Crap. very good. And in fact, so I'm very I, happy I, about I, that, I tell you. to say. I'm actually, you know, I've been look, trying, looking around to buying a new TV. Yes. But, uh, I just have just, well, really do I need it? But mm-hmm. but just recently, no, you I, don't, I'm noticing that the uh, it's come up three years old. My my Acer mm. LCD screen, there is a, a persistence on the screen, which meaning that as the uh, as the colour drops away to a black screen, an image is is staying there, and part of the um, the LCD is obviously starting to, to fail. It's out of warranty, but it's served me very well. It has. Um, but now I'm wondering whether it's time to perhaps, pardon me, viewers, view, move up to plasma. Mm. Could it be? Tyler? I don't know. What, from LCD to plasma? Well, I don't Isn't know. I mean, there, is, there, there's all but these... So they reckon that plasma's just so power hungry. Oh, hungry schmuck. And the heat it throws out. I've got a, um, my brother-in-law has got a plasma, 42 inch, and we were around there on Sunday because it was uh, Laney's dad's birthday. So we're around there wishing him happy birthday. And Mark's t- telly, mate, you could use it as a radiator. It's plasma. Honestly. Well, that would save on electricity, wouldn't it? Well, no, it pumps them up. It's you know, they they so say much, that leaving a, so a PlayStation 3 on standby yeah. can cost a fortune. Mm. Anyway, we're digressing, and we, we need to get well, back. Well, no, we're talking about tech, so that's all right. Yeah, I know. Educating the viewers. We'll talk a bit more about the pork belly later, but we have talked about it in an earlier episode. We haven't cooked it for quite a long time. No, it's been a while. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an absolute cracker dish, and um, as you walked in the door, the smells were Oh, the smells, like, even out in the street, the smells were fantastic. Could you smell well. them in the street? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is, as I walked up to the front door, I thought, mm, smells like a good meal tonight. Oh. He's excelled himself. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't cooked it yet. <laughs> <laughs> what else has been going on in the in the land of motors? Well, I'm trying to think. It's been a little bit quiet. Alan Simonson's been uh, having a few weeks off yeah. uh, before he goes off to Spa to uh, race uh, the the 24 hours of Spa with the Gigawave yep. team in the Aston Martin uh, DBR9 GD1 car. Uh, Le Mans GT1 winner, um, 24-hour winner, uh, David Brabham's teammate Darren Turner yep. has been appointed as a co-driver along with Alan and uh, Philip Petter, and uh, that's all good. It is. So that, that they'll, they'll be very fast. Um, Alan obviously will be on his toes because he'll be <laughs> going, I, I want to be even quicker than Darren Turner. Yeah. I don't know how... Um, how competitive it is, and it's, it's actually it, it's actually good. I know he must be having a little bit of a holiday because he definitely needed one. Because mm. uh, I haven't heard from him for a week. Which now, is why really you good? Why you? <laughs> yeah, it is nice. <laughs> it's an asset me at all. While you're talking about Brabs, there, I had noticed I was actually at a client's place last week, and this guy's a mad keen car collector, model car collector, and he subscribes to like the Bianti newsletter and the um, whatever the one who is who does all the Brocky cars and blah 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 blah. Anyway, and I just. I was actually uh, transferring his email across from one machine to another, 
and there was a Bianti newsletter there, and apparently they're uh, just about to bring out uh, models of the two um, Aston Martins, uh, the likes of which Brabs drove at Le Mans last year or the year before. Uh, but I remember reading his name in the dispatch, and it was the, it was the, Aston, the two Aston Martins that ran the twenty four hours. Well, this year were the so, golf cars. Yes, in in GT one, and remember that Aston Martin are now producing uh, race cars in GT four, three, two, and one. The GT four car being the it called the N twenty four Vantage, the N after Nurburgring twenty four. Right. Um, the GT3, which is what is being run in Australia by John Caius. Yes. The GT2, I haven't seen a GT2 Aston Martin run. Right. I, I, that's, that's a bit foreign to me. And obviously the GT1s are running by um, Team uh, Team Modena and uh, the ProDrive um, Aston Martin. Yeah, which I team. believe Bear is, in mind that yeah. all these cars are produced by David Rich's ProDrive team. And if we go back four or five years ago, four years ago in fact, there were no Aston Martins no. racing in the world. And what he's managed an amazing to be turnaround. Able, managed to be able to do that. Um, in uh, sports car racing, in FIA GT, uh, Stefan Rotella's uh, signed a, an agreement, uh, basically a handshake sort of scenario that uh, in, in Moscow that there will be an FIA GT race there. And, in uh, Moscow? In Moscow, or outside of Moscow in 2010 when the mm-hmm. FIA GT Championship becomes a world championship which means they will come to Australia as well. That is, Personally I'm, I'm very excited because I, yeah, that's I what that's I'm great. ramping up to yep. get involved at yep. that, a, a, in that and I'm sure that you know with our uh, the expertise that, uh, that that you and I will be travelling around the world having a lovely time because I it's sort of so. it's probably almost like he's been working on it as long as we've been working on it so yeah. we're ready for it um, and um, mm. the more hands the merrier and certainly with years of credibility that's good um, it is there was also an interesting story that I read today about a, uh, a 4.25 kilometre track in uh, in Dakar mm-hmm. that is going to also be part of the championship now there has been a, a six hours of Dakar a sports car race um Directly one week after the uh, Le Mans 24 hour, which uh, no, no one other than Jackie X happened to go down to this year right? and had, had raced earlier in his career to say it is an absolute great track. So, how interesting is that? That Le Mans racing or sports car racing in the FIA GT um, factor uh, yep. strategy, whatever it is, guys, <laughs> uh, will uh, we'll, we'll head down perhaps to. Um, the western coast of Africa, considering to go to Dakar. Well, now that they've lost the Paris Dakar, and it's going to be in well, they uh, lost South Lisboa Dakar. Well, they, yeah, okay, well, you know, but you know what I'm saying. So, so they've still got some motorsport happening down there, which is good for them. Yeah, in that neck of the W, yeah. that's right. But now, in Adelaide this weekend, we've got motorsport happening. What's going on? It's the Australian Rally Championship. It is. It's that's the, right. Uh, it's the Adelaide or the South Australian round of the Australian Rally Championship kicks off. Uh, well, kicks off tomorrow, but I think tonight. And tomorrow night they're doing something in Tanunda like they normally do. Uh, well, you remember going to Tanunda uh, about three or four years ago. Friggin' freezing. We it was freezing. Well, it was friggin' freezing here last night. My, I, it, it was. It was. It was five two, degrees on the dash as I went to pick up uh, well, the uh, web developer. It was two degrees on the dash at my place this morning when I got in the car, and Ooh. the the uh, frost on the windscreen was about two mil thick. Well, I'm happy so, to say that I didn't get out of bed until after ten this morning. Yeah, well, I because got you out see of bed now, the, what I, JP, that I've moved the office back from the city environment. Whilst I've still got the city office, 
I've basically bolstered the front operation here you at have. home because you know I, I like doing things in the evening, and it was just not at my fingertips, and so screaming the, babies didn't arrive. So the RHWHQ is back in. But and, and the, and the city opera, the city operation is still there uh, for whenever I feel like I want to go in. But uh, for now, um, it's a, a happy spot. Well, without digressing, which we just did, did we? Yep, Australian Rally Championship this weekend in Adelaide. If you want, if you're here, get out to uh, the Brosser, get out to Mount Crawford Forest, and watch them going around there. Now, interestingly, MCF. Yep. Interestingly, <laughs> while we're talking about that. What? Acronyms? I've noticed that there's a lot of turds about lately. Where? Floaters? No, no, no. On the road. Turds on the road? Turds on the road. TRD. Suddenly, Toyota, the biggest brand in Australia now they've not holding off. Don't ruin me in Cologne here. No, I'm not going to ruin you in Cologne. But suddenly, they have got lots of young punters, somehow. And if you're a young punter and you drive a Nissan, it's got to be a Nismo sticker. If you're a young bloke and you drive think of another brand um subaru a subaru it's got to be an sti sticker right and that's oh, the way that's, so, so suddenly like, the toyota guys have all got turd stickers trd toyota racing development big ones and there's turds everywhere oh, I've like, just like, lately it, i've it, seen it, stickers all over the shop it's like replace kenwood hi-fi it is but you know as my old boss used to say to me you can't polish a turd so why have they got them? But then someone said, but you can roll it in glitter. What a great way of doing it. <laughs> yes. You know what? That reminds me that, you know, I haven't seen an original Hyundai XL with a wing taller than the roof for a few years. <laughs> they were around. But I saw a Commodore the other week and it had a rear wing on it that didn't have two mounts. It came from a central mount that they must have been reinforcing inside of the boot. And it spread out either side. I reckon you could have bolted it to the back of a Cessna and it would have taken off, no worries. Is that right? Yep, absolutely. Oh, I hope it would. <laughs> so do I. Where would you send it? Port Lincoln? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'd... Uh, Rashudo's pub. That's it. He's yeah. been doing a lot of advertising. Pub. Well, he won the best hotel in uh, Australia last night, that pub. Is that right? Port Lincoln pub, yep. Right, in South Australia, sorry. South Australian Hospitality Awards. Well, anyway. Interestingly enough, I went uh, down to uh, the Alma for lunch today, which is one of Rashudo's. Yes, it is. Uh, and been refurbished yet again, which is actually quite a, a recent refurbish yep. in the, since, they, since they refurbished. And, well, not uh, since they launched the uh, V8 Utes there before Clipsal. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been, been refurbed re- again. Yeah, it's been refurbished since then. It's actually, it's, it's, it's okay. Uh, no, not the car park. The car right. park's still oil. Is it? Right, that's all right. But to the bistro, and I've never eaten there before. Went down there with my favourite uh, web developer, and uh, and uh, enjoyed a, a lunch. And uh, uh, the developer had enjoyed a a chicken schnitzel, and I actually went, and it was nice. A booze like 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 um, like U shaped. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah, it's good. It, it's good, and. Um, I ordered a, a, a sirloin, a three fifty gram, which was twenty one ninety. It was a very nice sirloin, and it was beautifully presented. MSA, little, uh, didn't say Australia. MSA, but it was a damn goodie with a yeah. with and everything was on the side, just the way I like it. A little salad, not too much. Johnny likes Chips. everything on the side, viewers. But, but I don't like. Doesn't I like to. I like to mix everything up the way that I want it. The red wine jus, all that. But um, 
uh, yes, yeah, she decided to have a um, uh, chicken schnitty mm. uh, with gravy on the side and stuff like that. And it was hard and cold. Now, when oh, we walked like in there, the, 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 it was about 10 to 2, so we were running a little bit late, I suppose, but, but it was still open. Yeah. Nice spot. But they said, look, um, look I'll just uh, take a seat and I'll just clean the table. I thought, well, why don't you just clean the, spray the table and clean it before we sat down, <laughs> rather than let us sit down and then spray it while we are there. I mean, what are you, a Chinese restaurant or something? <laughs> Anyway, you're going to pour me a frothy beer in a minute. And I didn't want a frothy beer. Um, uh, and, uh, <laughs> but you're not that, whingy. Uh, that was disappointing. And uh, the, the developer said, uh, look, I'm not very happy with this, um, uh, this, this, but I don't want to complain. I said, well, what's the matter? Said, well, it's actually cold in the middle and it's actually yeah. very hard. And it was big and I went, look, um, I said, look, well, it's not your fault, but yeah. just not this happy with that. This is where it is. Yeah. Said, I'll get the manager. I said, look, I don't want a, I don't want a federal case out yeah, no. of it. And anyway, the manager came over and straight away said, well, we don't refund meals. You can have another <laughs> meal. Yeah. Which is sort of fair enough, but the point is, I sort of go, like, you say that down the track. Yeah. You don't say it up front because yeah. you've got to go, well, the moment has passed, darling. Exactly. Like, we don't yeah. want the frigging meal now. Mm. It's too, uh, and 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 then she said, "Oh, I'll just have a Sunday. I'll have, have an ice cream Sunday." Yeah. yeah, and yeah, and it was very mm. off, quite offhand. So I'll take that up with the Rue. Absolutely, as we should, uh, as we yeah. will. Yeah. Uh, to say, but and I, but then I said, having said that, I went. Mine was absolutely great. I really enjoyed mine, so, and I was happy with the twenty one ninety for the steak. It was a good three fifty G. So yours was cooked by the chef. And the, the other one was cooked by cooked, the apprentice. The other one was cooked and it had been cooked. It, it had been hanging sang- around. Yeah, that's it. Hence yeah, it's a hang. Why, hence why it had densed down. Yeah. And uh, not okay. But oh, uh, yeah. like the, uh, uh, let's just say, um, uh, unsuitable for Ralph or FHM uh, front cover uh, looking individuals <laughs> uh, were <laughs> uh, a little bit... Uh, Average. Self-important. Right, okay. And I forgot to tell them that I'm more important because I'm paying. Yeah, well, you're but always more important when you're paying. I didn't. I didn't. Never mind. Well, unless you've got anything else to say, it's time think, to move on to the crispy pork belly. I think belly, we should move on to the crispy pork belly. Great, I could just go for that. Which is a great dish. Crispy pork belly with mash. You're going to take a photo of it and put it on the... Uh, oh, were well, you going to do the movie thing? I am. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Anyway, they'll find it. All right. But uh, thanks for listening, viewers. Yeah, and thanks, we'll, viewers. Well, we'll see you uh, next week. I think we're on a roll. We're back to weekly. Uh, we are back to episode, weekly. Episode 87 of Radio Hot. Only I can't make next Thursday, so it'll have to be Wednesday. What, because you're going down to the southeast? No, because we got to someone's birthday. Who's? Mitchie's. Oh, oh, poor little Mitchie. <laughs> Shut up. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> All right, viewers, good night. <laughs> oh, poor little Mitchie. <laughs> you idiot. Mm.